0: What is going on everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. We are your hosts Heath Pierce, Mark McKenzie. Mark, what is going on man? Like it has been, I feel like it's been a while. Like we were in touch, but usually we're in touch and then we have a, our connection point to, to uh, through the through the podcast. But what's going on man?
1: No, nah, nothing much, man. Just just finally got back from uh, from the last camp now. Uh, back in Belgium after a, a nice long trip. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty good camp, you know. To be honest, I think it's uh, you know, honestly, no, no, we'll save it for later. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. What's the uh, what's the jet lag level for you right now, bro? I've been fighting a, I've been fighting sleep all day. You know, I tried to, to catch some disease on the plane because we left on Wednesday morning from our hotel in Jamaica. Got on the plane. Went to Miami, and then from Miami, everyone kind of dispersed to, to wherever they were going. Um, Sam Vines and I had a flight from Miami to D.C., and then D.C. Uh, took off at 6 p.m. last night um, to now. Damn, yeah, bro. Like that's serious. So, yeah, bro. It's, uh, yeah, so the jet lag is catching up. It's
0: catching up. Yeah. What was the uh, – to get to go back to the camp a little bit, obviously massive win against Mexico – Vibes were at a peak, and then you go to the Wagwan, Jamaica, to the homeland for you, um, and another game that we you just you you we see the U.S. get so much better in these home games, and then you just wonder like was there progress or was this a one off? Is it isolated? And part of me is torn, right? As as a fan and as like a critic and as somebody who's experienced these games, they are so hard, and each game presents themselves a new challenge, but. You know, what was the overall takeaway from camp? What's the mood? What's the energy? What's the vibe? Like, was four points the goal from this camp or was it six? Did it feel like a letdown? Does it feel like teams on track? Because obviously with Panama winning, with Canada winning, like that top four is is is, is thick right now.
1: Yeah, it's and we all realize that, you know, we see how tight it is with Canada 16, us at 15, Mexico 14, Panama 14. Now it's like the last six matches of, uh you know, of this World Cup qualification it's gonna be like every single match is is do or die. And you know, you still have teams who are fighting to stay alive, you know, and, and with teams like El Salvador. Um, honestly, every team is really alive, you know. Honduras could very well win out potentially, you know, their entire match. I get get entire out of here team. with Honduras. <laughs> no, I mean, bro. Yeah, if they if they if
0: they did this they have the reverse fortunes of the of the U.S. right U.S. second yeah. half team let's go Uh Honduras first half team let's go second half. Unfortunately, you want to be a second half if you are going to be a one Maybe. half team, you want to be a second half team, not a first. The half
1: second team. half team is the the way to go every single yeah. time. And if you are a first half team, I am sorry, man, you are just going to get battered, you know. So yeah, look, that's that's the reality of it. But at the same time, I think we were we come out of that Mexico match. You know, it's the Dos Acero. You know, again, vibes are high, guys are feeling good, but you also understand you have to go away now uh to to jamaica and deal with different kinds of adversity you know and now you're playing in a a hostile environment even though it's five thousand fans you can still feel the energy and the passion from the the jamaican supporters and and how much the the players are putting into it because they're playing in front of their home fans and in a stadium that has so much history um so so you add all this together and you got a group of guys who are again you add the the everyone's trying to qualify for the world cup so it's about 90 minutes and putting your best foot forward and not really caring about how you get it done you know as long as you get the win as long as you get the three points right um so yeah you know as a collective you look at it and you want six points out of that window because it sets you up now for the january window um and, and, and put you in a the driver's seat potentially yeah. um going into that so yeah not where we want to be of course in first however we also have to understand we still have six important matches coming up and if we handle business the right way with two home matches uh in in the next window and one away against canada um, we can set ourselves up properly for that last window um yeah. to to qualify ahead of time you know but again it's that one match at a time mentality that you have to, to put into perspective because again you go to a hostile environment like a jamaica like a um uh, yeah, let's see where we have to we have to go away to Costa Rica. We have to go away to um Azteca. Azteca, you know? Yeah. So it's that one match at a time mentality. Um you can't really get too far ahead of yourself. Yeah. Well the upside is you got El Salvador at home, you got Honduras at home in the same
0: window. That's the one, right? You don't want to leave it to Costa Rica away, you don't want to leave it to Mexico away. Um and then, you know, the 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 other one being who is it? Panama at home, right?
1: Panama, home. Panama. So, yeah, home.
0: Those yeah. are all even though respect to Panama, respect to Honduras and, and, and El Salvador and, and what they bring and, and certainly a uh, competitor, but I think the US. is showing that they, they can get those home results. and that's the most important thing, right? Scrap points on the road and 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 get get uh, wins at home. Is there a frustration in the team? Obviously you guys are all super way more experienced now than you know coming off of First Nations League, Gold Cup, El Salvador away, getting a punch to the face against Panama, first half against Honduras to the second half you know, Mexico, uh, at home, like you're going through all these things that are first for most people. Right. I think Greg's used 33 or 30, no, 34 players now, maybe 35, um, Mm -hmm. in, in this, in this round of qualifying. I mean, does it feel more, is there more clarity in, in what it's going to take? Or is it, is it like, does the team embrace like, Hey, it's going to be chaos because when I look at that, that, uh, Jamaica game, like, I don't think the team played, played well, particularly, especially after that Mikel Antonio banger. And it just felt like, Another game we're gonna have to suffer if we're gonna get points. And obviously, it could have gone, it could have easily gone the other way with with a couple missed chances from Jamaica. But do you still feel this crazy difference between a home game and an away game in terms of the mood of the team or the belief? Because it just seems like we go away and you just quickly realize, oh man. And I guess actually, here's a better question Do you think it's harder to play Mexico at home or
1: Jamaica away? I think. Jamaica away is probably harder because you can. You, we understand Mexico and we understand how they want to play. They're a team that wants to play just the same way we want to play. Um, but when you're at home, you're playing on a surface, you know. It's quality. You're playing in an arena. You're playing in front of home fans. This, that, and the other. So that dynamic plays a part in it. Of course, you can expect Mexico to put out their their, their biggest punches. You know, of course, you know in that rivalry. But I think in terms of uh, our ability to count on each guy from one to 16, you know, whoever comes into the match, I think we can, we can take blows from them and still manage to come out on the, on the better end of it. Um, in a, in a game like Jamaica, it's pretty much an unpredictable, you know, you can get a Jamaican side that uh, is going to crumble after 35 minutes, you know, um, or a Jamaican side that's going to fight until the very last minute. Like, you know, we would like we, like we did against them um, two days ago. So, I think that 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 portion of it uh, is 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 tough, um, but the team is a lot more experienced in the sense of knowing what it's going to take. And you, if you're in the locker room, you you hear the conversations going on of before they even before the match even starts, you understand it's going to be scrappy. The pitches is. is mm-hmm. It's gonna be dry and sticky and heavy. The ball isn't gonna roll the way, you know. It, the the referee's gonna make calls, this, that, and the other, and you kind of you kind of get that feeling. And as soon as the the fans start getting into it, the referee's under pressure, and this, you know, a lot of things go into the the favor of that home team. Um, but. Yeah, it's about scrapping at that point. You look at look at our match against Honduras and, and leaning into those experiences, and you look at how we played against Panama and taking an L against them, you know, and, and, and really learning from our, our failures in that sense of mm-hmm. uh, really not putting enough forward um, in that collective body of 90 minutes. So um, we kind of take all that and, and put it into one, and uh, you try to get three points, you know, on yeah. the road. Um Against you think those? Against were, you think there
0: list. were some red cards in there? We were talking to Christina Uncle on on um, the uh, Kegelasso podcast on, on on CBS Sports, and she was saying that that's like none of them were full reds, but they were like borderline reds. I, I mean, yeah. I thought there were reds. I mean, especially when you have one after another after another different guys. But like then she went on to talk about like how the challenges of CONCACAF are that in the Caribbean. Some of those challenges are cultural, right? It's like the way that they play in the Caribbean, the style of play, and it's different parts of the world have this type of challenge where it's a little more two-footed, a lot more studs showing more often. It's not like malicious intent, but it's she was saying how like culturally, when you're in CONCACAF, you have to control these different styles of play and the way in which people defend, attack, and the physicality of the game, the nuances and and uh, I mean, from from your take, I mean, you had the best seat in the house for this one. I mean, there was some, there was a few flying challenges.
1: 100% but for me I'm kind of in a way I'm used to it you know I came up in a, in a Philly academy where you have a bunch of different guys coming from different you came up with styles. a Jamaican dad bro he's Jama- G- the house yeah. listen man you know it was never easy tackles you know so mm-hmm. you know I'm prepared you know for the worst of course and it's like if you don't go into 100% you're going to come out on the the worst end of the stick right mm-hmm. so for me yeah in Europe these calls are red cards, right? You know, it's a little bit more on the, the conservative side of the cautious side. Right. But again, the region we play in is not a region that's going to get those calls, you know, and get those, those red cards given out right away. You know, it's like, all right, watch yourself, you know, and, and keep it moving. You know, it's put a tackle in and make sure the guy feels it after, you know, after you walk away from talking to the ref a little bit, you know, and even if you get a yellow, that guy's not coming into the tackle next time. Right. You know, it's in the back of your head right away. So, yeah, man. I, I think, for me, they're not necessarily red cards, but they're hard tackles from guys that, that are, are fighting, yeah, really, yeah. to 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 help lift a country and, and put a country into a World Cup, so yeah. doing whatever's necessary. There's a lot of this
0: chatter right now about John Anthony Brooks being called in, not, and your name came up in the mix of it, right? Mark McKenzie's not playing at Gink. If we're trying to keep everything equal... Why are we talking about the form of John Anthony Brooks if Mark McKenzie's not even playing and he gets called in? So tell us or at least tell me what 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 your role in this camp was? Why you were brought in? What your focus was on? What what you know what you can sh- I guess what you're allowed to share or a comfortable sharing of what your role with within the whole thing of this was because I think from 30,000 feet I understand the argument of people but you know my argument back was that but you don't know what people's role is, why they're being brought in, right? We saw we saw Aaron Long in or in and around the group. We saw people being brought back in. We see sometimes in bad situations at the club they get brought back in just to have a change of scenery, a change of scenario. We see them get brought in because they're an important part of the team, but they're not called upon. You didn't play in these games, so I mean, what was what was your role in this camp and in the wider in the wider context of all this? Um, I'm, I'm mostly asking so I can go back and fight people on the internet, yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no man, look. Of course, when you look at it, you're like, okay, I'm not playing every minute of every match. Honestly, I'm not playing a, in a getting a, a string of matches. Period. Right, and that's frustrating in its own. Let alone when you come into the national team setup, right? But the relationships I think you develop with the the guys in the group, you know, I think that chemistry that you build. Um, a lot of those, those relationships off the field, help on the field, um, those connections that you, you built with guys and, uh, just little chatter at, at the meal room tables and whatnot. You're not saying that, that any other guy not in camp doesn't have that, but, you know, for me, I, I've come up with a lot of these guys and, and having shared a lot of these experiences now and being on the, the younger end, I guess, of the, the, the totem pole and having these experiences and whatnot to be in camp, you know, and to be, a a vocal leader, you know, on the the other side of it, maybe I'm not playing, but off the pitch, you know, in, in the meetings and, and whatnot, being somebody that understands the system, um, somebody that younger guys, you know, that middle ground of younger guys coming into camp, you know, can, can talk to about certain experiences and whatnot. And, and how do we set up in, in this formation and what is a, a, a certain tactic look like, you know, and how do you adapt to the system that Greg wants to play and blah, blah, blah. So I think those those factors play into it as well. Um, and ultimately, it's about putting together a 90 minute performance right every time you step on the pitch and, and who's fit, and who's most informed. So, yeah, we can always go head to head and, and, and battle about that. You know, but I think there's there's more to the game than simply the the minutes. Um, yeah. And of course, I want to be playing. Don't get me wrong. Of course, I want to be playing every match and coming into camp playing, you know, in the Europa League and Champions League matches and the cup matches and the league matches and having five, six games under my belt, you know, within each window. But at the same time, you know, there's there's other areas, you know, that that benefit the team as well. So, yeah,
0: I remember being called in at times saying, hey, you know, we know you're not getting the run of games or you're not in the form that we want, but we want to keep you close to the group. Uh, We think you're an important part of this group. You're probably not going to play. We'll see how it goes you know, you might have to be called upon, but you know, I'm bringing you in primarily for now and we'll see what happens to be a part of the group, to be a good leader, to get more experience, to kind of take you out of your environment and to to have a little bit of a a positive environment that you're in, where you're in amongst the boys again, and you're in amongst the family and you feel, you know, maybe this is the thing that rounds the corner for you, whether it's personal or or professional. And was there conversations that you had going into the camp that you knew the expectation of you? Did you, I mean, you know, because I'm just thinking about it through through the lens of during my cycle or the two kind of two and a half cycles I was part of, I had Bruce in the beginning, and then I had Bob. And each coach was much more about like if you're not playing, you're not coming in, you need to be playing, you need to be playing regularly. And each coach ideally wants that. And I think we're actually getting to that more than we ever have, right? 95, mm-hmm. 96% of yeah. the players called in regular players. And if not, they're playing bit part roles, uh, or at least getting minutes. When I think about a Conrad De La Fuente, Matthew Hoppy, these guys when they were last in, they were starting to get more minutes, right? In their team. Um was there conversations that were was was that clarified to you before you came in or was it like
1: uh, you know, or was it kind of just wait and see? No, no, we had conversations, Greg and I had conversations before before the camp, you know. Listen, there's no guarantee you're going to play, you know, any minutes, but you're somebody, you know, that is reliable, you know, we can we know we're going to get out of you and Ultimately, for what you bring, you know, not only on the field but off the field as well. You know, I think that's uh, that was the biggest message. Um, so, yeah, we had we had a conversation before camp, you know, and I, I appreciate, you know, as a player, you wanna you wanna kind of go in with the with a clear you know clear idea of your role um, mm-hmm. and, and what to expect, rather than going in with this ambiguous response of yeah, uh, you know, kind of bring you in, you know, and just you know work hard and and we'll see, You know, I, I'd rather yeah. go in with a with with a, a clear mind, you know, and. Yeah. A, a, that direct mindset, you know, of what I'm going to need to do, you know, and, and when my name is called step up, of course, but yeah, we have definitely a conversation before camp. I like that. I like
0: that. so let's, let's shift over to something a, a little, a little lighter, right? So we know that you've already, you've already been secure in bags since you've been a professional athlete. <laughs> so I know when you come to the U.S. or North America or qualifying, you don't need to hit the Balenciaga store. You can get those in Europe. You can get everything online now. But I know that there are some things in Belgium that you can't get. So what, what, what was on the Amazon shopping list uh, this time around when you, when you came in? What, what were a few things that you needed to take back? And it could be as simple as a pair of socks or maybe some seasoning of some kind. I mean, was there, what was the order like uh, for you? And did you bring anything back from Jamaica as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought some, uh, some, some Blue Mountain coffee with me from Jamaica. Uh, my family, uh, they came out as well. They got me some, some beef patty and cocoa bread. Um, so I was able to munch on some of that. Wait, did the fam uh, go yeah. to Jamaica?
0: They, they flew down to Jamaica?
1: No. So I have family in Jamaica. Uh, my dad's side. Makes decided. sense. Um, so yeah, I saw my, my, two of my aunts and and my cousin. Uh, so got got a chance to, to kind of catch up with them in the lobby for a little bit um, the, the day before the match. But yeah, back in the States, uh, I had my mom bring back some, because uh, I still have my braids at the time and I'll probably get my hair braided again, but I needed some hairspray. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked her to bring that with her when, when they came to Cincy. Uh, so I copped that. Uh, I copped two pair Air Forces. So my girl has one pair, and my mom has the other pair. I couldn't bring them back in my luggage. Just, uh, yeah, we got some casual gear and some sneakers and stuff. So it's actually unbelievable how how Air Forces sell out out here in Europe. You know, I've never been anywhere before where where the uptowns are sold out within every single shop you go to. So uh, that was a must. And then, is there anything else I really needed? Uh, oh, some underwear. Yeah, I needed some underwear. Um, by uh, this company, Body Glove. Yeah, I like their their mm-hmm. underwear. So, yeah, I needed some of that. And then um, aside from that, I didn't didn't go too crazy. Oh, I got a an ankle. You know the the shark for the ankle tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cop one of those because uh, okay. out here they don't have left handed scissors. So yeah, I'm, I'm tired of using right handed scissors. And yeah, the ankle tape is. Wait, are you, to get you're left
0: handed but right footed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: left handed, right footed, bro. Baby. That's that's not right. Something's wrong. Not,
1: with that. Are you left hand? Are you left? I'm left and right left. handed. I'm, le- no, I'm oh, left. No, left I'm and left. So. I, I okay. know
0: when people usually are left footed but right handed because people will teach them at a young age to become right handed because of just the yeah. struggles of living in a right handed world. Is yeah, a very... Yeah. like you can be left footed in a in a right footed world because there's hundred percent. There's not many. There's not many things right. You could turn both ways, but when you got to pick up a pair of scissors, that's not been built for you. When you got to... dude, there's like when when I'm in a kitchen and i see the way a kitchen's been de- designed i'm like oh this <laughs> this kitchen was designed by a right-hander right the way like the the how you have handles put on things the way things go the way things o- open and move i just f- find myself constantly being like you know with my left hand trying to reach over and be like this doesn't make sense man this is i'm i'm i i feel attacked more often than not i was actually just thinking about this the other day of being a left-hander of just how many things there are around us that are just built naturally for the majority of the population that by design, right? And and yeah. you don't notice them until you're, you would only notice them if you're left-handed and you go, oh, okay, this is awkward turning it this way or having to reach right. across something like that
1: uh, for sure. But yeah, no, I think that my grandmother's the only lefty in my family. Um, and then I'm the next one. But aside from that, everybody's righty and I've had to learn how to do a lot of stuff with my right hand. But yeah, writing and throwing with my left hand was like the main things that, that, I, that I kept. So no. Um, you yeah, you think if you were the same player,
0: you think if you were the same player, but left footed, you'd be worth more money?
1: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. The like fact lefties in this world are, are like a precious cargo. You know, if you can find a lefty, uh, a natural lefty that is, is, is. Yeah, it's like we need to treasure. We need to treasure this this specimen because uh, we don't know when another one will come around. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I
0: was trying to, I, while while you were talking, I was like trying to think through other things that are naturally left handed, like the side that they put a knob on a door are for right handers. You know, like they could put it in another another way. Uh, the way a door <laughs> a doorknob turns. Are, I mean, maybe those are wrong, but like, I'm just thinking about, I'm trying to think through other things that are designed, uh, for, for, for right-handed people naturally, uh, as, the, and we just get, we, we don't, we don't get the love for that sort of stuff. So what, so what's next for you though? Now back at the club, when's the, when's the break you hosting a Thanksgiving party, uh, over at the crib, like anybody getting, I know, cause I know people are getting into Halloween. Are they getting into Thanksgiving too?
1: No, Thanksgiving is not really a holiday out here. To be honest with you, I think my mom, and my grandmother are coming out next week, so that will be nice. They'll uh, they'll bring. Are, some, are you some a some are you
0: a turkey Thanksgiving kind of person? You I'm, I I'll have chicken at Thanksgiving if I had, if I
1: can. My grandma makes a nice ham. To be honest okay. with you, so, you, so I, you know I, I like a uh, yeah the ham she makes. So she will whip up some of that probably out here. Or try to at least, and then uh, aside from that, man, yeah, start prepping. You know, cause cause Christmas, uh, I'll be training on Christmas, and then. Match on the twenty sixth of December, um, and then oh, like a league, like a league match. Yeah, league match. League and match then how? So how mu- is
0: is that normal? There is that because of the condensed scheduling type of thing,
1: or uh, no? It's it's either you play on Christmas or you play the day after Christmas. You know, I think that's just the way the schedule lines up. Um, so yeah, we got a, a nice run of matches now. You know, I think it's like Sunday, th- Wednesday, Sunday, Thursday type of type of flow for the rest yeah. of the uh, rest of the twenty twenty one schedule. So yeah man yeah the uh well how, how do you say christmas in in flemish have you learned that bro i don't even know to be honest with you i haven't even gotten there i've just been trying to, yeah, <laughs> One day I'm just, trying to <laughs> just trying to get to work to, and get home every day you know like, I mean, listen man i'm just trying to get to get to the end of the, you know 2021 calendar year man so <laughs> it's been uh it's been a grind for the first like five months now of the season so yeah, with these two, two, two matches a week and Champions League travel and then the international breaks and, and everything like that, it feels like, yeah, we've been on the go nonstop since, yeah, since July, you know, so it'll be nice to kind of pump the brakes a little bit at the end of this, at the end of December. Yeah,
0: that's crazy, man. That's a lot.
1: It's a lot of travel. I don't travel
0: at all. I don't travel at yeah, all. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm, hey, where I, are you, like, like, what are you bro, doing? I, I'm going up to I'm going up to Monterey, California this weekend for um for a youth tryout that we we have this Chevron Soccer Academy and and we've got a youth tryout for the kids on Sunday. We've got a clinic on Saturday, and I'm like ecstatic because I'm I'm getting on a little plane, traveling somewhere else. I'm going to see different people, different things because I, I don't travel at all. And like when I stopped traveling, you know, I think it was 2019. I did 100 110 days on the road. I was like, yeah, never again. And then when it when it's all gone. Uh, then it's gone, and you just go like, man, I need to travel again. So I, I can't even imagine what that's like to be going place to place, especially like masked up airports, all that type of thing. Like it's, I have a, I have a huge respect for anybody that's got to do that. And all, obviously, like I, I I speak from a very fortunate nature of not having to be uh, in a an essential worker or be in places that you're vulnerable and have to be masked up all the time. So. Huge shout out to all those people that got to go through it, but man, for you, yes, big shout out. Traveling the way that you do, that's that's got to be tough. And then you add jet lag into that mix, you know, make a ni- nice little fatigue cocktail for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, man, I think the mask situation is is, is difficult because you know it's you literally have you have a mask on from the time you take off at the at the hotel to the time you you land back at your apartment. So yeah, man, I can't even imagine. Again, big shout out to, to all the essential workers who grind through each day. You know. Um, so, again, very fortunate to be in this position. But, yeah, it's 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 a grind for sure. Yeah,
0: I like that, man. Well, look, I, I know you got to go. It's getting late there. And I, I know that jet lag's kicking in. You got other things to do before the end of the night. But I appreciate you making the time, especially after a tough trip like that, hearing that kind of travel schedule. And by the way, we're both hitting... We're gonna get him on, yes, sir. You know, (laughs) he's got to he's got to work through a few things first on a personal level, if you know what I mean. Yeah, we're gonna gonna get him. We're gonna get him. We're gonna get him on. Listen, we it's already happened in our group chat. We're talking. We're talking about like, hey, man, you know, there's one place to break the news, right? You know, whatever you're working through, if you want to announce what's been worked through, we can help facilitate that. You know, plus just the bump, right? Medium for you. He's he's out of season now. He hasn't scored in a bit. Like everybody that I know that comes on the pod, they get a nice little bump. They get a nice little bump when they get back on the field
1: just saying just saying leaving that out there you know so so f- the balls in your court um yep. so we'll be waiting here yeah well otherwise man appreciate
0: you and uh yeah thank you to everyone that tuned in thank you to matt thank you to chris our production team we love this it's continuing to grow we've got more great guests coming up obviously we're in the thick of things things are a little bit hard to be consistent right now but i promise we're gonna get back on track for you guys very very soon And until next time, peace out from Mark McKenzie and I.
1: Peace.